Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop and Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. I'm talking with Ray Alder from the epic classic metal band Fate's Warning. They have a new album coming out November 6th on Metal Blade called Long Day, Good Night. Uh, first off, i got to ask, it, it, you're in Spain right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the, the heart of coronavirus. <laughs> is, is that where you uh, reside? Is that is that where you live? Yeah, I live in, in Madrid. Actually, okay. outside the center. I don't, I don't live in the center. It's too much. It's a little too much for me. Yeah. So we're sort of in the suburbs. <clears throat> but, you know, it's still... Coronavirus is ravaging the country. And it just seems like no one really knows what they're doing. No one knows what to do about it. You yeah. Know? They had the whole lockdown here for a while. It was, it was crazy, man. It was really like a police state, you know. Mm-hmm. There was cops on the corner. You couldn't leave your your neighborhood. It was nuts, man. And then they opened it up, and and everything's uh, worse than it was <sighs> four months ago now. But people are walking around, living their lives. You know, it's just uh, can't stop progress. I guess. Are people? Uh, what are you People's doing? Just, are are you pretty much staying inside, trying to stay safe, or what? What's your day to day look like? Yeah, we here we. Um, I work from home. Mm-hmm. I have a studio at home. My yeah. wife works from home. The kid doesn't go to school. I have a 14 year old um, stepson, and he uh, works in his room. But now the schools here are open. Kids go to school for one week, and then they homeschool for one week, oh, okay. which is really odd to me. It's still strange to me. Yeah. But uh, they're trying to open up the country somewhat. But no, we don't. We don't go out, man. We don't. Uh, you know, bars are open, but we don't want to go. Yeah. You know, I don't want to sit in a bar wearing a mask. It doesn't make any sense. We can order all the craft beer we want. It comes to our door. Yeah. <laughs> like, there you same go. Same day. Yeah. You know, so uh, there's no need. And, uh, you know, as far as friends, you know, we, we have a, um, we have a patio. We have, you know, with barbecue and everything. So mm-hmm. we have friends over and things that we know that are, aren't sick, but as far as going out, I just don't want to take that chance. I just don't. So I, I, I watch what's happening in America too, man. And it's crazy over there. It's just, you know, the, the battle about just wearing a mask. I know. It blows right? me away. You know, it's like, it's, it's not that bad. It really isn't. Uh, it's crazy to think about where we were like it is. one year ago versus now. And it's just like, if we would have seen a picture, yeah. if we would have seen one a picture ago. of like just in the grocery store of what it looked like, we would have been like, what are you talking about? That people Absolutely. wearing masks? What do you the, mean? The, 
entire world. It's the craziest <laughs> thing. And like, I mean, I remember when I lived in LA and I mm-hmm. see some people wearing masks every now and then and thinking, what, what's wrong with them? Right. And you're just, and now to think like, hey, they were ahead of it and they were just, they're probably immune compromised or something. They were just ahead of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? But I mean, again, yeah, a year ago was like, okay, we're going to write an album. We're going to be out on the road in the winter. Yeah. You know, everything's going to be great. And then, wow, everything is just crazy. The music scene is gone i don't know i don't know our live venue is open there they're not uh they're not open here i mean there's a lot of live streaming events i actually talked with uh the drummer from the norwegian metal band enslaved and he said because in norway they've had a pretty small amount i mean people have passed and and it's horrible any any number of people but because of their relative small amount of people that have contracted it and whatnot it didn't spread as much as say in spain or united states yeah. uh they're having shows so um it's <sighs> it's like 200 people or under small venues everyone wears a mask sort of socially distanced and since the last time it was queen yeah enslaved was like yeah we're getting ready to play some small like uh venue shows so i was like oh man i'm so jealous (laughs) well you know 50 people yeah 50 people is better than nothing exactly 200 people 150 people 50 people it's yeah so anyways um the live streaming thing i we could do that but we all live in different that would make it a little bit more difficult yeah that would be in la Bobby lives in Texas. Yeah. And Jim lives on the East coast. So even if we were in America, we couldn't really get together to do a live streaming, you know, like, but, uh, I did see the armored saint. Yeah. weeks ago. That was awesome. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Actually. I was really surprised of, you know, like how great it was. So, uh, I'm curious about the release or the recording of this album. Is this something that you guys had ready to go before the pandemic, or is it something you were working on during? We were working on before. Okay. Um, we started working on the album again with the the whole thought that we will do the album, have it out in 2020, and and hit the road as soon as it came out in in either you know november or december Mm -hmm. or january Mm -hmm. was the whole plan um and you know we worked really hard to get the album out in 2020 and there was you know a couple of hurdles um bobby for instance bobby jazarnbeck our drummer Mm -hmm. um was going to go on a tour with sebastian bach for like three months oh wow so that would have that would have pushed our album into 2021 Mm -hmm. there would have been no way we could have finished with bobby not writing in three months you know he would have come back and started writing in august or so which means we wouldn't have started recording until 2021 well, so surprise no touring <laughs> yeah and then everything blew up and then sebastian tour was canceled so bobby was able to finish his drums in time uh that we could have the album out in 20. 20- 20 but i guess you know the only upside is there's some new music but yeah. as far as touring it's just not gonna happen not not who know i, I mean there's really mm-hmm. no i see nothing in the future i really don't i don't know what's gonna happen hopefully next summer yeah hope so and there will be another side of this uh we just kind of have to 
hold uh, on to hope that it will be there. Uh, what's it like for you, man? Yeah. This is, I mean, you guys have been a band for a long time now. You guys are, uh, in, you know, you've been in the band 32 years now. What's been, like, how would you describe this experience being an artist and releasing an, about to release an album during the weirdest timeline in American history? <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing I never expected, put it that way. You know, it was just business as usual mm-hmm. is how it was going. You know, that's how it was supposed to be. Um, but now I, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I, people always ask, you know, what are your plans to promote the record? It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. usually we go out on the road. The last album, we were on the road, I think, a day after the album came out. I think was yeah. something like that. Um, but now again, with, we can't get together to do a live stream unless we do something from our home separately is about the only thing we can do. And just, you know, wait and hope that, uh, one day this thing calms down enough that people can go on the road again. Well, luckily, you guys are, um, you know, have such a loyal fan base of Fate's Warning fans, and you guys are so influential. You're not an up and coming, you know, kind of like first or second album band, so you don't have to really quote unquote make a name for yourself. Obviously, you yeah. could always get bigger and you know get more fans and you know new fans and stuff. But you guys have such a following that I think are really gonna uh, appreciate uh, an, a new Fate's Warning album during you know a kind of a a really messed up time in probably their lives and our lives. Um, in, in yeah, on, on, a time that people can actually be home and listen to the album. <laughs> exactly. I'm, and it's a long album, too. It's almost 73 minutes long. So, oh, nice. You know, they're going to get their money's worth at least. So, I, I mean, on that but, subject, like, was there any discussion of like, hey, we should hold off until we can tour? Or did you guys want to get the music out there for your, your loyal fans? Well, I mean, uh, the, again, the whole plan was to have it out in 2020, and we fought yeah. our, our, our hardest to have it out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, uh, in, in hindsight, maybe it wasn't the greatest idea. Sure. We didn't know. No yeah. one knew how bad this was going to be and how long it would take. <laughs> and we have to, you know, we just, uh, we wanted to work with Joe Barisi, the guy that mm-hmm. mixed the album, of yeah. course, and he's an amazing engineer. And, yeah. Um, he was on a time schedule, so we had to finish up everything we could as soon as we could so that we could use him because he just had a small window. So again, everything we, we tried to achieve was to have the album out this year. So to just blow that off, you know, even Metal Blade, even the record company. Okay, yeah, we'll have out for 2020, everything. So to just blow that off and start over and go, ah, let's just wait. It just didn't make sense. We figured let's just put it out now. Um, yep. You know, and by the time we do hit the road, people will know the songs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Back to front, hopefully. So They've had enough time with them. Uh, so for better or mm-hmm. worse, it is coming out on your timeline of 2020. Who would have known? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. uh so, so I wanted to kind of ask about like your formate uh, formative years and, and whatnot, and you know I don't want to take up the, uh, your whole day or anything, but I do want to ask, uh, what was the first band that like made you f- actually like fall in love with music? Do you remember? I think the first band. I mean, it's it's hard to really remember since it was so long ago, mm-hmm. since I'm so old. But no, I remember my brother, my big brother, was the one that really was listening to rock. I was listening to, like seventies. Like easy rock with my mom. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was of like course. Yeah, Little River Band and um, the Brothers Johnson. Okay, you know stuff like that is what I was a kid listening to. Um, 
And then my brother started listening to rock. I think the one that really, really grabbed me was Judas Priest, Unleashed in the East. Nice. I think that album, for me, was just... I'd never heard anyone sing that way. I mm-hmm. was like, wow, this is amazing. But the music, everything about it just drew me in. I was just, I was hooked yeah. right away, you know? And, um, you know, then it just changed, you know, I grew up probably listening to the same thing. Everyone did my age, you know, Scorpions, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, you know, Saxon, <laughs> all these, you know, just heavy metal. That's what I was mm-hmm. in. And I remember, um, I don't know how old I was 17 or so going to a record store and 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 just picking through albums and i was a kid i don't know if everyone else did the same thing but you know you just find an album cover that looks cool oh yeah you never heard of the band yeah you know and i found the armored saint ep <laughs> i was like yeah the cover looked cool and on the back they looked like they look really cool i was like i want to buy this album so that was my introduction to armored saint back then as a kid i remember i bought that one i remember the weirdest things, but I remember I bought that album and Grim Reaper on okay. the same day. See you in hell. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, exactly, dude. Mm-hmm. So that was um, that was like uh, that was my teenage years of just listening to rock. You know, that's how it was. And, and then I, I actually heard Fate's Warning on the radio in San Antonio when I oh, lived in Texas. That's cool. And uh, they had a DJ there named Joe Anthony. And they mm-hmm. called him the Godfather. Oh. And he used to play the coolest stuff, man. He mm-hmm. would he think he was like the first to ever play like Triumph, you know, on yeah. the radio there. He had a, a radio show at night and he would play, you know, Triumph Rush, uh a- anything. He played a lot, so many great songs and then he played Fate's Warning. Mm-hmm. Uh Guardian one night when I was at a friend's house and I was like, "What is this?" It's amazing. It was the most amazing song I'd ever heard in my life. And I fell in love with the band and I fell in love with the singer. Like his voice was amazing. Everything blew me away about Fate's Warning, you know? And then, um, uh, and then I heard John left the band and I was like, I'm, I'm never going to listen to this band again. (laughs) Who's going to ever fill his shoes. And lo and behold, here I am 32 years later, you know, but whatever. What are you into? Pretty funny. So what gave funny you the story. confidence? Did you try out for the band? Or I mean, this is probably a well-known story, but just for our listeners, did you try out for the band? Or did you have a demo tape? Or, you know, how did yeah, that go? Yeah, I did. I did. It was actually the manager of our local band there in San Antonio called Cyrus. And uh, with a Y. Yeah. And um, he, when Fates lost... John, they mm-hmm. started looking for another singer, and they just reached out to anyone they had met on their last tour across America, yeah. if they knew anyone. And um, our manager at the time, John, contacted me and said, hey, they're looking for a singer. Do you want to audition? I said, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, of course I would. So I went and I recorded on a little four-track cassette recorder. Mm-hmm. They sent a song, Quietus, from No Exit, from the Live Gator Dreams, and I wrote a melody to that with the lyrics that they gave me and um, sent that to them and they liked it but then they they picked another guy before me and he was also from San Antonio which was the weirdest thing and I, it just didn't work out with him so I was bummed because I was like oh man you know I was like that was my big shot at, right. at stardom I guess you know but um, it didn't work out with him and then they called me and I flew to Connecticut and uh, auditioned with my favorite band in the world, which was, was frightening. I was so scared, I remember. and um, I remember Jim in the rehearsal space just looking at me go, okay. He goes, okay, well, 
see what you got. And I was just like, holy crap, man. All right, let's go. And so we just started working on music. And yeah. I, and I got the gig. So that's how it happened. Yeah. yeah. Just a young kid out of Texas. I've never even been out of the state of Texas. Damn. Enjoyed the band, so there you go. Life-changing moment right there, dude. Uh, and then yeah. it, obviously it stuck. <laughs> yeah. Again, it was, it was, you know, I was just a, in a local band doing mm-hmm. covers and, you know, we did a few originals. I was just doing it for fun. Yeah. It was never my dream to be in a band, you know, never, never dreamt about it at all. It was just fun. But, um, lo and behold, it became a, a career. So Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. So you guys, you know, uh, you, that was, uh, 30 some odd years ago, 1988 is what I see was when you started or when you joined uh, your favorite band. Um, obviously you can't speak for the rest of the members of the band, but for you personally, uh, what, what keeps you motivated and interested in continuing to make like progressive, uh, prog metal and, and, and like heavy metal music? Um, you know, it's, I think it's just in my blood now. It's just something I'm so used to. It's like, um, it's just part of me, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love I, in the beginning, I, I really did not like the writing process at all. I thought it was the most boring. And it's like, you know, it's like, imagine being in a car trying to get to your destination and you're just, well, you can't wait to get out of the car. So you finally reach the destination, which for me is to play live. Playing live is, it's what I love the most, Yeah, you know, and to me, writing was like a necessary evil, you know, but now, you know, I mean, after after 10 years or so, I realized that, uh, how important it is, obviously to yeah. write new music and you change. And, and now I really appreciate it. I really, really get into it. You know, it's, um, it's, it's a labor of love for me now, but I mean, again, it's just, um, it, it's just a part of me. It just is that the whole life of being on the road and mm-hmm. meeting new people, yeah. seeing new places for the first time. And, you know, I, I'm recently the last, I don't know, two years ago or so we went to Peru and Chile for the first time, which was oh, amazing. I never thought I'd be playing in Peru, yeah. you know, like, so, um, yeah, I think it's just, uh, I think it's one of the best jobs in the, in the world. I wish it paid more. Right. It's okay. It's all right. The fringe benefits are pretty good. It pays in beautiful, wonderful memories. I mean, just what you just mentioned, that's obviously you can't pay the yeah. uh, mortgage with the memories, but uh, still, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and in, yeah, being able to work with those guys, Joey and Bobby and Jim, it's, it's just an honor to be able to share a stage with those guys. You know, like some of the most talented guys I've ever met. You know, yeah. so, or heard. So yeah, it's. Uh, I guess I'm pretty lucky sometimes. So my final my final question for you, Ray, is if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar. <laughs> uh wow i have so many nice. i think i have four stitches just from my head alone oh, so no. um i think one uh, let me tell you there, there's the one where i was uh, a little kid uh-huh. and um my dad well there's two that are really interesting uh, um i was in the back of my father's el camino and um i kept trying to you know we're we're in texas we were kids this is the 60s and the 70s early 70s no one cared. there were no seatbelts so we're riding around in this little little town and you know my dad had a lawnmower and we were taking it somewhere and uh he you know i was sitting in the back of the car and i stood up and he said sit down sit down or i'm gonna put you in the front oh no all right so i sat down in the back of the el camino and then i did 
kind of sit up on the side and he turned into the driveway and, and hit the brakes because he always going to run over something. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I flew and cracked my head open on the lawnmower, exactly oh. like he told me not to do. So that was that was one stitches. And the other one was when my mother got married <laughs> again to my stepfather. Uh-huh. Was uh, I was outside playing on the merry-go-round <clears throat> and decided I would hang off of it while they spun me around. And uh, <laughs> I fell off of it, the old wooden and steel merry-go-round yep. and uh, i fell underneath it and the bolts cracked my head open again so at my mother's wedding they had to take me to the hospital jesus in the back of my head so that was a that one i remember because she wasn't happy for sure a memorable uh, day for her on on both parts the damn <laughs> yeah her mom covered blood yeah good times good times yeah, there you go Again, so the brand new new Fates Warning album is called Long Day, Good Night. You can uh, pre-order it now on Metal Blade Records, coming out November 6th. Uh, do you got any final words yep. for the Northwest or Seattle uh, Seattle audience uh, before the release of the record? Um, man, I, I just I wish we could be there again. And we do our show the last time we were in Seattle because something happened to Jim's rig and the mm-hmm. opening song that we had to stop. That was really annoying. Hopefully next time we'll have a better show for everybody. Yeah. But uh, just, I hope everyone enjoys the album. It's again, it's 73 minutes long, mm-hmm. uh, 13 songs. You know, it's, it's again, I, you'll get your money's worth with this one. So hopefully everyone uh, enjoys it and stay safe out there so that we can uh, get back on the road soon. Absolutely, man. Ray, thank you so much for taking the time, man, and uh, stay safe out there and have a good one, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much. Yep. Take it it. easy, brother. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.